I went there with no scholarship. I went there pretty much. I paid my own way. I asked my parents, like, how can we make this work? You know, so they they took out a, a, a new mortgage on their house. They took some money out. They put that up as a front to basically say, you know, we believe in you. If you're looking for the steps to success, then you're in the right place. My name is Courtney Steven, and this is the Come Up Podcast. Let's get it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Come Up Podcast. And today I got a special treat for you. This is something new that we're doing over here on the Come Up, where I'm actually going to share the live, well, it's not live, but I'm going to share the recordings from some of my favorite keynotes and presentations that I've done at schools and at different organizations. So we're going to kick it off with this one from 2016, my good friend, training partner, old teammate, old rival, Chad Owens, CFL legend, the flying Hawaiian, brought me out to speak with his youth mentorship group that he was working with, a bunch of high school young men from Brampton, my hometown. They came through the stadium for the day, got to see what what it was like living in our world. We ate lunch, we chopped it up, and then we wrapped it up with a little presentation. Um, and you know, I just, I gave them my story. We talked about perspective. We talked about challenges and I really kept it raw here. So this is why this is one of my favorite talks ever. This is one of my favorite talks ever for sure. Definitely shared some pivotal moments in my high school career, which actually ended up being lifelong lessons. I promise you, I promise you, you're going to get something out of this one. So enough of me talking. Let's get to me talking. Give it up for Courtney, please. First of all, I got to thank Chad for bringing me out here. He told me that he was working with you guys, and I said that there is absolutely no way that he's going to bring, but well, you guys are from Brampton, and I feel like I could probably level with you in some words other people might not know. But you're going to bring the man them through, <laughs> and you're not going to tell me? Okay, I have to be involved in some way, right? So... I'm glad you guys could come, like you was saying, come to my world, come to our world. This is where we live. This is where we spend our days. This is where we, we wake up early, and this is where we come to, you know? So uh, just a little background about me, man. I'm born in Brampton. My parents still live in the same house, Kenny Williams Parkway right there. S- supposed to go to Central Peel. I don't know if any of you guys know about Central Peel, but they don't have a football team. So I didn't end up going there because... You know, at a younger age, I kind of had aspirations, although they weren't they weren't set goals like I would later make them. I just knew I wanted to play football, so I couldn't go to a school that didn't have a football team. Luckily, you know, through the academic stream, I was able to get into Turner Fenton, which was a little bit of a step up. But uh, so I went to school at Turner Fenton. It took me five years to finish up there. Um, and then I went to Wilfrid Laurier University in Waterloo. I don't know if any of you guys ever heard about that. Spent two years at Wilfrid Laurier, studied um, business communication studies, thought I had it all figured out. Figured out that I was actually not that good at what I was hoping to be good at. So I changed my major, did psychology, journalism. I transferred schools, went to Northern Illinois. It's a, it's a small D1 school in Illinois, obviously. So I, um, I went there with no scholarship. I went there pretty much. I paid my own way. I asked my parents, like, how can we make this work? You know, so they they took out a 
a, a new mortgage on their house. They took some money out. They put that up as a front to basically say, you know, we believe in you. Like, we've seen what you've done up to this point to earn what you've got in your life. And, and we're, we're willing to put this money up to bet that you're going to follow through on your dream. Right. So that was like the first big catalyst that really changed my life. They gave me an opportunity to, to do what I wanted or do what I was passionate about. So I went to Northern Illinois, no scholarship, showed up. Coach said, look, you can try out. I like you. We don't have any scholarships left, but you're going to have to pay twenty seven thousand dollars to go here for one year before I may or may not let you stay on this team. So it was like a one year deal. We had like a shot to take. Took that shot, and you know, after one year, they put me on scholarship. So I finished my last two years of you know NCAA football on a full ride. That was probably my biggest accomplishment up to that point in my life. Um, from there, I got drafted to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and and now the rest is history. This is my home. So for me, it's really important to like connect the dots and and bring this all back to where it started because when I was at Turner as a grade nine. I couldn't see myself here standing where I'm at today. I didn't have necessarily the clarity in my vision, right? I didn't know how what I was doing at that time was exactly going to translate to my future. But, you know, these are the lessons that I would learn. And now this is what I come back to share with people like you guys, right? Who I, I look at y'all and I see myself like completely, totally. Like I used to be in school. I hated school. I'm not saying that's good, right, or anything. I'm just letting you know about me personally. Hated school. My mom had to drag me to school every day, especially I went to school like 20 minutes away from my house. I couldn't walk there. I had to take the bus. Bus came at 7.15. So if I wasn't up by at least like 6.45, you know, take a shower, eat a food and get on the bus, then I was late. So it's like, okay, my mom's seeing I'm late for school every day. She's knowing that my passion is falling off. For this thing that is like really what I need to be doing. Like you need to go to school. Absolutely. She she knew that. I knew that, but I wasn't feeling it though. Right? But the thing that 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 changed that for me was really football. Like Chad said, once I was able to, you know, after grade nine, ten, figure out, okay, you know what? Maybe I can play football. Maybe I can go to the States. Maybe I can go to college. Maybe I can do these things. Those goals forced me to come up out of my comfort zone, start waking up a little bit earlier so that I could, you know, maybe catch that bus. Or if I wasn't going to catch this yellow school bus, maybe I got to get on the city bus, get a bus pass. Maybe I got to get a job so I can pay for a gym membership. Maybe I got to do a little bit more. But it was really all of that stuff was sparked through my love for this game, football, right? So in life, a lot of times people are going to give you a message. They're going to tell you, you know what, do this because it's the right thing to do. And it might be the right thing to do, but at that point in time, you might not be able to see it. So guys like me and Chad, we're, we're here to, to really be a different voice. You know, we're, we're not really saying anything different than what a lot of your teachers and parents are saying, but it's a different voice. Sometimes you got to hear it from a different angle, right? School was the most important thing that ever happened to me. Point blank period. I traveled all over America and Canada because of what I did at school. Right. I wouldn't have been able to transfer to northern Illinois had I had terrible grades. Now, I said I hated school, but I never said I was bad at school. Right. I, I hated it. I hated it. But eventually it became essential to my success. So I had to learn how to cope with it. Right. So a lot of times we talk about perseverance. Right. And I mean, that's something that's kind of not overdone because, you know, it's a foundation of a lot of great successes. But 
it's not about perseverance to me it's everything is about perspective so that's like the main word i want you guys to take home today is perspective perspective the only thing that's going to be consistent in your life no people no no things nothing tangible is going to be you and your point of view on the world that's the only thing that's always going to be there nothing is going to change from the inside out everything outside you know your friends you're gonna have different friends in 10 years some of your family members might move away you know all different kinds of things are going to change but your perspective that's completely under your control so the way that you look at the things you do every day or the way you look at the challenges you face that's going to directly shape how you uh, how you <clears throat> handle those situations that you're in right so come upon a lot of challenges a lot of different things that you know seem like they're going to hold us back roadblocks or um you know some stuff is boring some stuff is hard some stuff is you know out of the way and and a lot of times that could be considered a challenge or a disadvantage but how many of you have ever heard that story about david and goliath got it it's the oldest story in time right david was like the youngest of all of his brothers okay he really was not supposed to amount to anything this, this guy was a shepherd you know meek and mild mind his business but when when the big bad goliath came to town and nobody knew how to handle the problem you know he was the one who stepped up and handled it so that it was is a big time challenge it was something that no one knew oh we don't even know how we're going to get through this right now okay they're panicking right they need a hero but somebody who's looking at this big challenge he's seeing that as an opportunity right so you got to look at all of your challenges as uh, opportunities that right now man i'm sweating i'm bleeding i'm crying i'm going through it i hate school my teacher hates me you know what i'm saying i, I show up late every day because i gotta go handle this this and that my teacher doesn't understand what i'm going through you know they don't know what it's like to have a job take the bus from out of another district to come in here to this school da 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 da, da. all those kinds of things are going through your mind but you can't look at it like that because that's not going to take you anywhere you're going to be in the same exact spot with that same perspective if you choose to look at things with that point of view, like, oh, I'm the victim. Because, shoot, you might be the victim, but so what? What are you going to do to change your circumstance? It's your perspective. So you have to look at this like, you know what? Right now, I'm being forged like steel. I'm in the fire right now. Right now, I'm going through it. This hurts. This sucks. And when I come up out of this, I'm going to be great. Because nobody knows what it's like at the bottom of this pit. Nobody knows what this feels like and you conquered that it's, it's your perspective how you choose to look at these challenges that are in your life every day that's going to change the way that you approach those situations so the first thing i want you guys to really just understand is that absolutely everything in your life is in your control like things are going to happen to you but the way that you respond to them is what's more important than the way that they affect initially like like I said, I mean, it's not, it's not here for me to say that my life was worse, better, or anything. All I can do is just lay myself out here, and if something relates to you, then, then take that and, you know, run with that. But this is just me, raw, uncut. I'm not reading off any notes. I wrote down some things because I want to make sure I don't forget to get to certain points. But I don't like to write down long speeches and all that stuff because this is real, man. I just talk about my life, right? So the lessons that we've learned, like he said, We've come back to give them to you guys. The number one thing that I want you guys to remember is, is your perspective. And then two, on top of your perspective, is that you don't got to look to anybody else to validate your success. That, that's just a long-winded way of saying that, you know, progress is progress. To me, 
what I think is an accomplishment. You might not, you might not be impressed by my accomplishments, but that's okay. I didn't do them for you. No disrespect. This is just an example. But like, say I wake up and I get to school on time. Is that an accomplishment? It's, some people say yes. Some people say it doesn't. For me, that was a big accomplishment, right? So I didn't have to get to school on time and then run and tell somebody, yo, I got to school on time today. Isn't that cool? Like, that, that's not how life works. You got to start looking inside. Because if every time you do something, you need somebody else to tell you that it's okay, then eventually you're going to start doing the wrong things, right? You got to know what's best for yourself. Because other people who don't have the same goals as you, they're going to be impressed by things that are not going to take you to where you're trying to go, right? So it's like, man, I just got back from the gym. I just had my third workout of the week. Some people might be impressed by that. That might work towards your goal. That's good. But then what if it's like, yeah, I just came back from the movies. I just dated my third girl of the week. Like some people might be impressed by that too, but is that helping you? So you don't need to be looking for outside validation. You got to know where you've been in your life, what you've come from and what progress you're making towards your own goals, right? That's, that's got to be a personal journey. That's got to be something that starts inside yourself. Like I said, your perspective. This is the only consistent thing you have. Looking through these eyes, that's the only thing that's been the same, right? So progress is progress regardless. And you don't need somebody else to tell you that you're doing well because you know where you've been. Like I said, you've, know, you've known what you felt like. You've known what it's like to be in a room with the lights off, angry, just mad, just, just, just mad just because everything else in the world, you feel like it's out of your control. One day, if you get mad and, and you realize, you know what? I'm getting worked up. I'm going to take a walk. Yo, that's progress. That is progress. That's what I had to learn how to do. I, le- I had to learn how to take a walk because sometimes that's going to save something in your life that is more important than that moment, right? Like, I'll tell you a quick little story. I know I don't have all day, but this is important, man. So, before I go, math class. I had to drop my dad to school before I, I went to school when I was in high school because he was finishing his education. So we drive my dad to school. Then we go down the street. There's, we catch every red light, I swear. By the time we get to the school, my mom drops me off. School start at 8.15. I get there at 8.15, get inside. Boom, the, um, the national anthem plays. Everybody has to stand still. Announcements. Now it's, now it's um, 8.20. I run up to my class first period, get to the door. The door has a note on it. It says that the class is in the lab right now, in the library. So, boom. Now I go down, get to the lab. I'm late. I'm real late. I'm like 10, 15 minutes late. So I get in there, and first thing the teacher says to me is, you don't have anything to say. (laughs) And, you know, at that point in time, I I handled the situation the best way I knew how. I said absolutely nothing. Went and sat down, tried to do my work, whatever. My teacher comes over to me, takes my stuff off the desk. I had my, I, this is before iPhone. So I had my MP3 player, took my MP3 player off the desk, put it in my bag, put my bag at the back. She's like, you're not supposed to have that out. So I looked at her and I just minded my business because, you know, me, I had a little anger issue. You know, I used to get worked up, but this is, the school is no place for anger, right? You're, you come here to learn. So basically, class is ending now. Come outside the classroom. It's in the library, remember? So we come outside the lab, and there's a couple minutes left. Everybody's kind of just mingling around. And I'm, I'm kind of just trying to find one of these big, comfy reading chairs so I could just sit down 
wait for the period to end, go about my business. I'm getting ready to sit down, move over to this chair. And as I sit down, my teacher puts this bag on the chair, her briefcase. I looked at her like, what's going on? But then at that moment, I let go. I let go of my control at that moment. And instead of being a bigger person, I let that moment take control of my emotions. And then from there, the rest of the story switches. So now I lean back on her bag now, straight disrespecting her authority completely. And from there, we, had, we, we, we go on to argue. We go on to argue. I'm not saying that she was right. I'm not saying that I was right. I was definitely wrong. I was in the wrong completely. But now we get into an argument. She says, why do you even come here? Like, what do you mean? I'm trying to graduate. And she's like, well, what, your attitude sucks. And I said, well, I felt like you're going out of your way to ruin my day. And then, you know, we exchanged back and forth, back and forth. But now the thing that was happening was I was letting her control my emotion. Right. So I'm getting worked up. And then now when we, we split and go our separate ways, I'm hot. I'm on fire. But she's not here anymore dealing with it. She's gone. She's gone about her business. She's drinking coffee in the staff room. Right. But now I'm I'm worked up and I've got to deal with that anger. Right. So now I'm walking through school like this. You know what I mean? Ah, seeing red, all that kind of stuff. Get to my next class. I'm sitting down. I'm breathing hard. You know, I said, miss, I need to take a walk, yo. And then she's like, okay, go ahead. So leave my classroom, walk downstairs, try to go outside and take that walk that I tell you about. That's how I, that's how I handle when my emotions get too worked up. Try to take that walk. My friends are out there. Hey, Courtney, what's up? I'm like, no, nah, not right now. Go, go, into the, go into the cafeteria. Try and go into the cafeteria. A bunch of my friends are in there. They had the second spare. So they're like, what's going on, man? What's wrong with you? So I start telling the story. And I'm, I'm recapping the story of what happened. And, and just telling the story is making me more emotional, right? And I'm, I'm getting worked up, and I'm getting worked up. And I picked up this chair, and I said, you know what? Da, 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 and I threw, I threw the chair. I went, landed perfectly on all fours. Everybody in the room broke out laughing. <laughs> I said, you think this is a game? Boom! Punched out the window in the cafeteria, cut my hand open, and started leaking everywhere. Right. Oh, dumb. <laughs> exactly. But then at that moment, though, at that moment, I had a, a, I had an epiphany that changed my entire life. My whole life changed in that moment because I realized that I let somebody else come inside my body, take control of my brain and make me do something that was going to hurt myself. Does that make sense to you? Why would I let somebody do that to me? Why would I let somebody else come inside my brain and make decisions for me? Right. The number one thing I learned that day is that I've got to control my emotions. I got to be responsible for my own outcomes in my life. And I can't let these little small things, you know, impact me to the degree where now I'm I'm physically harming myself. I got a scar on my thumb right here for the rest of my life. You know what they told me when they put those stitches in? They said, if I got this scar right here, I die. I'm not thinking about that. I'm not thinking about that in the heat of the moment. I'm thinking about this teacher who wouldn't let me sit on the chair. And now this escalates into a potentially life-threatening situation. So the moral of that story is, you know what? Sometimes you know what's best for you. You got to go to school. Sometimes there's going to be stuff that's hard. Sometimes there's going to be people you don't agree with. There's going to be a lot of stuff that's going on. But hey, if you can get better one day at a time, a little bit. It doesn't have to be what somebody else considers better. If you can manage yourself a little bit better one day at a time, 
eventually you're going to get to where you need to get to. You just got to focus on whatever it is that you love. Find your passion. Find your passion and guard that with your life. Work towards your goals. Every day you have to know why you're waking up. You have to know what it is. Maybe it's, you know what, one day I don't want to live in a house with, with six other people. That's cool. That's a goal you can have. Maybe it's one day I want to be able to go and talk to people in, in front of a, a big stage. You know what? Work towards that. But whatever it is that you feel like you want to do in life, you have to find that and you have to write it down. You have to look at it every day. And that's going to protect you more than anything else. Because everybody who's out there is not working towards your goal. Only you are working towards your goal. And it's important for you to defend that. All right. So it's about the perspective you have. The challenges that you face, they're not challenges. Those are making you stronger. And it's about the progress you make. Progress is progress, big or small, no matter what it is. So control your emotions, my man. Don't, don't, don't be like I was and have to cut your arm open and bleed all over the ground and get suspended for you to snap out of it and realize that, you know what? I'm in control of this, this journey. The way that things go, that's all up to me. So um, I appreciate your guys' attention, honestly. And I hope that something I said here resonates with you. You guys take that with you and maybe share that with somebody else at some point. Thanks for coming to my world. Yo, appreciate it. And uh, that's it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Come Up Podcast. Now, we made it. We're here. We're at the end. That means you were either too lazy to turn this thing off or you actually got something valuable out of this episode. So that being the case, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Whether you're on Stitcher, Google Play or iTunes, go ahead and leave us a five star rating. When you do your thing, that helps us do our thing. We could just keep this whole thing rolling. So the C. Stevens signing off for me, Jimmy and the rest of Team TCU. Keep grinding. We'll see you guys next time.